It's time for Cubicle Insanity. I've got Kim here with me and I'm Tammy. We're back together again to talk about a little thing we love called Corporate America. Our podcast is, is a discussion about the real insanity from cubicles in the workplace, from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. Let's get into our latest Cubicle Insanity. Kim, you ready? Ready. Okay. Today, Kim, I'd like to share with you about a book I read. So it's another a, book report. A book report. Okay. Are you ready? Um, am I going to get quizzed? Do you know what? I do have... Pay attention. I do have some things in here in which I'm going to be involving you as I describe this book. Okay. I'm uh, anxiously awaiting. I've not read the book, so I'm fascinated to hear what you have to say. Okay. Let me tell you about it. The book is called Death by meeting. Been there, done that. Right? Like, I mean, it really feels real. <laughs> um, and you know the author. Peter Lencioni. I wrote down Patrick. What is his name? Let me do a quick, let me do a quick look here. Patrick. Oh, Patrick Lencioni. Sorry, my, my mistake. It's like we should have spaghetti. Patrick Lencioni. So let me tell you about this book. Death by Meeting. You can imagine what it's about. Um, the interesting thing, so we talked recently with Croft Edwards about his book, uh, Leadership Flow, Perfectly Square. And he wrote that book in the style of uh, a novel or a story versus sort of a textbook uh, type of feel to it. Mm -hmm. And this one also follows that same sort of uh, storytelling and, okay. and, and novel kind of thing. So oh, interesting. The first line of the introduction. So before we even get to the story, Kim, it says, if I didn't have to go to meetings, I'd like my job a lot more. Right there with that statement. Amen. Right. The number of meetings. Um, so, Kim, this is. Uh, this is, I'm giving you a little bit of tidbit. We've known each other for a long time, but you probably don't know this yeah. about me. I color code my calendar. So, you know, in Outlook, you can choose categories and you can, maybe yeah. you don't, but yeah. you can color code your calendar. Like I you know can, purple, out of office, my <laughs> favorite color. <laughs> purple, right. And I think the default color is that light blue or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I have probably uh, eight to 10 different colors. Wow. Right. And I color code my calendar, but the type of meeting it's going to be. Ooh, I got to think about that. You should try. I'll show it to you. You should try it. Um, And so, like, when I look at my calendar, I open up my Outlook and I look at the calendar for the week to see what kind of week I'm having. Mm -hmm. I can see the different types of meetings I'm having. And I know that I'm not unusual, but it's amazing the amount of meetings that we do have. So... Uh, I was, so that's, I think what intrigued me about this particular meeting or this particular book and its title. Um, so, uh, you know, as part of the introduction, we're not even into the, to the storytelling yet. Um, he says, if we hate meetings, can we be making good decisions and successfully leading our organizations? I don't think so. I kind of agree with him. Yeah, I do too. If you think about the meetings that you're in and if there is some decision to be made, a lot of times people are multitasking. You know, we all have our phones yeah. and whatnot. And if we're in meeting after meeting after meeting, are we really focused on 
that topic and making good decisions. Yeah, and when you get your, if you're multitasking and your phone is like under the table because you don't want to be obvious, but you're, everybody knows what you're doing. Strange. Yeah. So or, you, I mean, even thinking about really your listening. conference calls. Right. You don't have to fake if you're right. listening or right. not. Like right. you're just doing other things. So, yeah. um, uh, so he also says there is simply no substitute for a good meeting, uh, dynamic, passionate, and focused engagement when it comes to extracting the collective wisdom of the team. I mean, that really sounds like an ideal situation. Yeah, it does. And how often does that really happen? Most people, again, you know, they're multitasking. They're not completely focused, so you don't have that sort of dynamic and passionate engagement. Mm-hmm. So um, the I, as I was uh, thinking about this book and, and, and that I was going to, you know, sort of give you the rundown of what happened in it. Um, it came to me, are you really having effective conversations? So, uh, you know, we spoke with, uh, Croft Croft. Edwards again about the, uh, his book leadership flow perfectly square where he talked a lot of, to us about those effective conversations in episode, 11. 11. And it doesn't, I mean, how often are our meetings really that effective? Are we really having effective conversations? Very rarely. Right? Uh, and it reminded me, so when we were talking with him, he was talking about the analogy of brushing your teeth. Yeah. And it was a really good one because it's true. It is true. We brush our teeth every day. Yep. But every day are we really effective? Right. At brushing our teeth. So when we're having these meetings and we're multitasking or we're not completely engaged, we're sort of practicing the wrong behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, the next time we have a meeting, which could be an hour or a day later, whatever, we're still not practicing those right behaviors. Correct. Uh, uh, with those, with those yep. meetings. Okay, yep. so... This book, Death by Meeting, it's it, it's this fictional story. It's about Casey. And he uh, owns a, a company. He started this company called Yipped, Yip, Yip Software. Um, I don't know why I find that hard to say. Yip Software. It's like in baseball. You get the yips. <laughs> yips. It, it's, yeah, I'm having it. It's a mental thing right now. <laughs> I'm having the yips. So his Yip Software. Um, so he he built this company up, and where the sort of the the story really begins is when his software company is acquired hmm. uh, by a company called Playsoft, and Yip is really it's uh, a company that has created the uh, so Casey our main character who started the company his background is in golf and he has been a golfer and he gets into this software company and he creates it and. They become known for and set the standard uh, in this sort of realism in sports-related video games. Hmm. Interesting. Right? I mean, it sounds like they're doing something, right? They're, right. They're getting ahead. So Casey of Yip Software. He doesn't have the Yips. Only I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, he um, has, has started this company. And in sort of this backstory that the author is giving us about Casey and about the company, sort of leading up to the story, 
is he says, you know, Yip Software might have been twice its current size under the stewardship of a more focused and disciplined leader. I'm reading this and Kim, I think we've had the same chat before. Does it sound familiar to you? Very familiar. And so very familiar on lots of levels. Right. But the one I'm going to point out, not only have we talked about this, um, but a few episodes ago, we talked about uh, John C. Maxwell's book called 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And one of the laws we talked about was the law of the lid, which is the leadership ability determines the person's level of effectiveness. And what jumped out at me is we talked about this one specifically because it was about our pals that started McDonald's, the McDonald brothers. McDonald hamburgers. McDonald hamburgers. Okay. They started this this sort of, what was it, like a, a drive-in yeah. frenzy, and it was exciting. But when they went to franchise it, they were not as successful in franchising as they were with this particular one or two, whatever it was, restaurants they had. And that's where they ended up bringing in this guy called Ray Kroc, the law of the lid. So they were really successful to a certain point, but to take it to the next level, they weren't able to do it. Yeah. Ray Kroc was. So our, our, our pal Casey, can he take this company to the next level? Sounds like no. Um, it, so, okay, now we're going to start getting into this story and this is where the, the, the novel part begins. And, you know, much like Croft told us, he wrote his book in, in the form of a story to illustrate and make it a, an easy read. Yeah. So this book, honestly, it's an easy read. And as you read through it and as I'm going to tell you about it, you're going to easily identify with like what is happening and and the different uh, people in the story. So uh, we we kind of get this backstory we talked about. Um, we're getting into to the to the start of the novel, and it starts with Yip Software being acquired, and it's acquired by this company called Playsoft, and everything is going to obviously change. Now mm-hmm. we've got new leadership in place, and 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 this. Although they say, okay, Yip Software, you know, we acquired you because of all of the, the value and the greatness that you have, they're still going to come in and, and, and check it out. So. Yeah, I've been through an acquisition. And so <laughs> even though they say, oh, no, nothing's going to change, everything changes. Everything changes. And yeah, they so sort of start infiltrating. Yip, yeah, Yip's going to probably go through the same thing. <laughs> they're going to feel it. So one of the PlaySoft executives comes in and sort of the first introduction is that he is going to attend this, I think it's called executive meeting, weekly executive meeting. Sounds and important. It does, right? And key to the business. So it's a two-hour meeting, and it's completely awful. Okay, yeah. that doesn't sound surprising. Not surprising at all. <laughs> so the does this uh, sound familiar? Uh, for this two-hour meeting, people are trickling in 10 minutes late, 15. It doesn't start on time. Not everybody's there. Yeah, I've been in a few of those meetings. Yeah. Oh, not an impressive way to start this out. Um, 
And in fact, some of the executives of Yip Software didn't even come to the meeting because they had other commitments, and I'm putting in air quotes, of some kind. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know, other members of this. Yeah, had a conflict. <laughs> like something else came up. Yeah. Had to attend to it. Um, and so Casey, he's put together the agenda. Okay, good start. At least an agenda. They're, they have one going in. He hasn't shared it prior to the meeting and he made it up. Mm. Okay. All right. That, that's how we're going to do things. Um, I think in this first meeting, they spend an hour talking about expense administration. These are the executives of the company. Snoozer. They have, right? They've got a visiting uh, executive from the company that has acquired them. Yeah, it's not really probably putting the best foot forward. It really seems obvious, but we yeah. all we know this happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, and they they talk a little bit. They they call it the strategic plan, but it really didn't get into any strategy. It was more sort of sort of focused on uh, a timeline that they'll do it in the future. Mm. Okay. Right? Yep. Have you heard this before? All familiar. Um, then they try to squeeze a bunch of things in the last few minutes because they spent so much time on <laughs> expense administration and talking about when they'll plan in the future. They squeeze a bunch of things in at the end and then they go, oh, I guess we didn't have time for everything. So we'll talk about it next week. See you guys. Yeah. Okay. I oversimplified there. But that was the account of the executive meeting that mm-hmm. they had where this uh, additional executive from the company who acquired them attended. Sounds yeah. like 99% of the meetings I've ever been in. <laughs> not impressive. No, not at all. I, I To be honest, I can't think of a meeting that I would say, oh, that was really impressive and that mm-hmm. went really well. So, Okay. I was going to ask for your your gut reactions. I got it. Um, and okay, so here that that's sort of I mean that's the beginning of our story where where, where everything sort of happens. And Casey now understands um, that this is not the end of this playsoft who's acquired them, who's going to sort of start you know kind of coming in and seeing what's happening and kind of feeling them out what's happening at Yip Software. So probably no surprise, Casey gets nervous. Rightfully so. He should be. <laughs> he should, he be. should be. Casey's gender neutral? No, it's a man. Okay. It is. Yep. It's a he. Okay. Mm-hmm. He should be nervous. He should be. And so to add a little bit more um anxiousness to this situation we find out casey's admin is pregnant and she needs to be on bed rest um sometimes in novels this happens in real life it happens it happens so she's like oh casey sorry uh i didn't tell you before but i'm pregnant i need to be on bed rest so Hmm. you better find my replacement now Uh, i won't go into all the details but he finds this guy named will and Will is going to be the backfill um, in this admin position. And he's, 
uh, got some sort of connections to Will. So he's got a little bit of background about Will and who he is and, and, and what uh, has made him who he is. So Will comes to work. And <laughs> on the first day, Casey has uh, found out and probably in that surprising way has said, hey, Will, come, to, come in. Let's chat. Uh, close the door. And he says, oh, hey, by the way, Will, welcome to your new job. Thanks for being here. And I think this executive from Playsoft, the company who has acquired us, uh, I think he wants my job. Uh-oh. Casey's feeling threatened. Rightfully so. I mean, I think that this is a standard yep. practice. Um, and so Will, who's like, well, okay, what are we going to do about this? And so Will sees uh, all of, you know, Casey's emails and things. And so he's he has the ability. He's uh, going through things, getting sort of comfortable in his new role. And he sees this email that Casey has referred to, which the PlaySoft executive says, quote, I'm having doubts about your ability to run your division. And I'm basing this on a variety of factors, including intuition, but mostly it has to do with my visit a few weeks ago. Mm. He goes on to say, Kim, as I guess executives write in emails, I have rarely seen such an unproductive, uninspired meeting in my career. Well, I would agree with that. Right? And, um, okay, so kudos. I mean, you're putting yeah. it out there. It's transparent. Yeah. Right? He's uh, taking on, he has the, the courage to address an issue. Yeah, absolutely. And now this is a story. So mm -hmm. I, I, we have to have a little bit of leniency there that. So is he the villain in this? Ooh. Right? He's, yes, he is made out to be the villain a, a little bit. Um, but at the same time, of course he's not. As I read this, this is my opinion, Kim. He's not basing his whole thing on just this one meeting. Sure. Yeah. That he's been to. Yeah. So typically, so. Playsoft acquired Yip because there's a lot of great things about this company to, you know, bring them into the fold. You know, they're not going to bring into the fold some company that's, you know, yeah. not going to add value. Right. So um, Casey's nervous. So back, so we're at the point where Casey's nervous. He believes that this Playsoft executive wants his job based on, based on him saying, you had a real crappy meeting, guy. I can see how he'd get there with that me that email. Yeah. And you know what? The thing that makes me smile about it is if only people were that truthfully. Yeah. Uh, transparent, like you said. Completely honest uh, about uh, their feelings about meetings or yeah. otherwise. Um, so Will is determined. He's He's this... Uh, you know, he's new, he's just been inserted into the situation and, and feels this dedication, this loyalty to Casey. And he's like, we're going to get you out of this. Like, you're a good guy. We're going to do everything we can to get you out of this. 
So he is observing and learning everything he can to uh, to figure out how do we make this better. Now, the book is called Death by Meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I just shared with you that this uh, PlaySoft executive points out specifically the ineffectiveness of this meeting that he has held. So again, we're in the context of this book. Um, Will is focused on how do we make effective meetings? Mm-hmm. Because this is what's going to save your job. Right. So he uh, attends. So he's had, you know, conversations with uh, Casey. And so Will starts attending the meetings to sort of see what's happening. And he is attending one of the meetings. And Will, our, the admin to Casey, uh sort of loses his cool during this meeting. He's listening and hearing, and he's like, I am sorry, but these meetings are amazing. You guys spend more time getting less done and avoiding anything interesting. Hmm. If only we could all be that honest right. yep. uh, d- during a meeting, because I'm sure those exact words could be applied. To 99% of the meetings. <laughs> right, exactly. So... Will becomes very invested. You can see he's emotional about it. He becomes very invested in this. And he comes to a little bit of a realization one weekend where he he's not looking forward. To, he's got the Sunday night dreads. Oh, boy. Not good. Not good. So he says, you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to try to, you know, dial it back, take it easy, watch a movie. And uh, they specifically call out. He watches the movie When Harry Met Sally. Kim, have you seen this movie? I have not. No, it's not Shocker. surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think the key point, you don't need to see the movie. Okay. It's okay. Okay. It's all right. Good. Um, Thanks. That, so Will is sort of evaluating, you know, he's dual processing. He's watching the movie, but he's also thinking about work and he wants to save Casey. Mm-hmm. And so he realizes that this movie is 96 minutes. And they have detailed out this story of these two people, Harry and Sally. Okay. From when Harry met Sally. And the, the story in the movie takes place over two years. But yet, in approximately an hour and a half, we've got a detailed account of what has happened. And... So Will's like, in an hour and a half, they've done this, but we have this weekly executive meeting that takes two hours, and we do not have detailed accounts of anything. Hmm. And so he's doing this sort of compare and contrast. Interesting. Right? Two hours, nothing done. Hour and a half movie, a detailed account of two years. Mm -hmm. Okay, like... Uh, and I love movies, so now I'm sucked into this. Like, yeah, good point, Will. Yeah. What are you going to do? It is an interesting point. And so, okay, so do you think, Kim, you could make a correlation from I'm watching this movie into how could we put this into practice in meetings? So, you know, I don't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've seen probably three movies that I say that I've seen. Uh, I've probably seen others, but I just don't really recall them. Um, yeah, there's, yes. I mean, if you think about 
the amount of information to, to the point is the amount of information you get mm -hmm. in 96 minutes, why can't we do that in meetings? Right. That amount of detail and yeah. focus. Yes. Mm -hmm. I... The, so the the book while it's you know it's it's very single threaded on, on on this particular meeting and of course we know that yeah as you're evaluating and and trying to be successful it's not that simple i was like that's really a good point and interesting and i watch movies and i yeah. i i do love them so that's that's a great point so um will is uh, evaluating he's trying to figure out how do i help casey I've I've got these thoughts, you know, how do we translate it? How do I make this um something that I can help Casey with? So he comes to sort of this thought that, you know what? These movies hold our attention. How do they hold our attention? Conflict. Hmm. Is that true? I think for I mean in a lot of movies or TV shows, right, there's this conflict, he's calling it, that happens, yeah. and, and, yeah. and that's what sort of hooks us. Yeah. And that's what the rest of the you know right. show is kind right. of working out. Um, it's this, uh, as, as Will describes, it's, it's an anxious situation that needs to be resolved. So, maybe this is... How we approach our meetings. Take this movie philosophy. Yeah. What is this anxious situation, this conflict? Will it help us engage better in this conversation? Make better decisions? Um, so, interestingly enough, Will goes to their next... This is Sunday night. He watches the movie. Monday morning comes. It's time for this executive two-hour weekly meeting. Mm -hmm. And it, but prior to the meeting, he shares with Casey, I've got this idea. So he, Casey's like, sure, share it with the team. And he tells the team, uh, the executive team, that in order to make these engaging and more interesting, you know, before, you know, we were talking, they didn't come. They had, you know, air quotes, other commitments. Mm -hmm. um, to get everybody engaged in this, you know, we need to have sort of this conflict we need to set the stage we need to hook everybody with whatever topic we're, we're in uh, and and sort of capture the attention get everyone engaged in this and so that might mean we need to do a little bit of mining for that conflict we need to mine for those opinions we need mm -hmm. to 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 make sure that we're you know getting everybody involved and remembering that Maybe not everybody will agree, but as long as we all contribute, we're all engaged in this conversation, we're going to get all of those opinions, all the different perspectives right. out, and then Casey can be our final decision maker. Yeah. Okay. It's, you know, they all are, you know, listening to him. They're uh, curious, apprehensive, uh, you know, but definitely, you know, into it. So they, they listen to him. They try to engage in this. How do they present things in a different way so that it, it does get everybody engaged and they're not just talking about expense administration, mm -hmm. but, you know, they're the executives. So how are they talking about where the company is going, what that strategy is? 
Will listens to him. They try it out. Yeah. So it seems okay. Doesn't feel exactly right to Will. So he's thinking, maybe I need to go back to the drawing board. So I thought about movies. Now I'm watching some TV shows over the weekend. But they're, you know, they're maybe 30 minutes in length versus, you know, mm -hmm. uh, an hour and a half or two hours. Okay. That What's the difference? And, and why do we have these different things? And how are they engaging us in these things? Will, in his, his wisdom, <laughs> again, as the new admin to Casey, yeah. uh, is like, maybe... We need more meetings. Tim? What do you... <laughs> My initial reaction? Yeah. Barf. More meetings. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants more meetings. Everybody wants less meetings. Less meetings, right. Will, come on. Dude, you're not thinking clearly. This is not right. Yeah. Don't show your, uh, you know, your... Uh, your naivete, naivete? Yes. Like, come on. We're, we know you're new in this role, but yeah. really? Uh, so this is sort of where we get to the meat here of the book. Okay. And the more meetings is actually to keep it focused. So we talked about they have these two-hour meetings. They're getting nothing done. People aren't mm -hmm. showing up. They're not engaged. And honestly, what are they showing the rest of the company? That the executives, this yeah. is how they're operating the company. We have heard that the acquiring company is like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. However you think you're running this company, that was ridiculous. So Will comes back and he says, I think we need to break this down into more focused and specific reasons that we're meeting because we're all over the board. Mm -hmm. So he says, I think that we need a daily check-in. Hmm. And so, you know, is this a five to 15 minute meeting a day to get together to talk about, okay, this is, this is maybe, you know, issues that have come up or here's our main focus for today. Here's our blockers. Here's, you know, yeah, and get that out of the way. So of course, Kim and I, you and I have been in manufacturing. That makes sense. There are the the stand-up meetings. Yep, stand-up meetings as we know them. That happen. And there is value there. Like, it gets those uh, very tactical things out of the way. So, yeah. yep. you know, we're talking about executives is, that are happening. And so, um, as long as they're in tune with, you know, what's happening in their various areas. The, so, the daily check-in. It's this uh, a very short stand-up type of, yeah. of of meeting. And then also proposing a weekly tactical meeting. And so this one is more of those, like, uh, the, in the book they call it the lightning round. I think of it as the round robin. Mm -hmm. Let's go around. What is happening? Let's talk about uh, hit key points, high level. What's happening? What are we doing? And then also cover those metrics so if there's key metrics that are happening let's cover those so this is weekly it's tactical let's keep it to an hour or less yeah 
to focus on those things. And his, um, the analogy he makes here is, you know, we've got like on TV, you know, he's, he's saying weekly tactical could be that 30 to 60 minutes. We, you know, we've got the, you know, 30 minute, you know, comedies that we watch or the 30 minute news that's on. And those are very specific. They're short and they hit the high points. Mm -hmm. They keep us engaged for that short amount of time. And then we walk away from that. We are able to keep going, keep, keep progress going and, and keep things moving. The next, so daily, weekly, the next Mm -hmm. one is monthly and that's the strategic meeting. So this one might be that two-hour meeting. So instead of having a two-hour meeting every week, yeah. now this one is monthly. And we're not talking about like those things that we're working on or 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 those metrics or maybe like what are those roadblocks or, or things mm-hmm. that are stopping us. Now we're actually focusing on the future. And the example um, here that I thought was real cute was when you think about the president – and he, you know, has various meetings going on. He doesn't talk about the Christmas tree lighting at the same meeting where he's talking about terrorism or national defense. Yeah, we'd hope not. Yep, right? he's focused. Right. Focused. So we need to break these things apart. Yep. So that's where this monthly strategic is different than the weekly tactical or that daily check-in. So we're, we're no longer talking about uh, those action items that are making the, the business expense reports and yeah that are making things run we're yeah. talking about the strategy so we already have process and uh, you know our business is right. running where are we going so in in this horrible meeting and 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 weeks of horrible meetings that will has witnessed casey holding those weren't getting us anywhere so now if we think about them in these different ways mm-hmm. n- now we're breaking it out so Yes, more meetings, but different focus and yeah, keeping to topics. Right. Then the last one being the quarterly offsite, and so Will proposes maybe this is a two day offsite meeting, and of course everybody's up in arms like, okay, we've tried this. What's the value? It's a boondoggle. It's a boondoggle. We're spending money, but I mean, really, what are we doing? And so Will describes it, and uh, as I read this book, Kim, honestly, I was like, if that were true, and, you know, I'm sure there are organizations who do this, but if that were true, I mean, this would probably be a really valuable event, this quarterly offsite. Talk about the people. Mm -hmm. Who is, you know, I mean, we call them hypos, the high potentials, or, you know, the review. mm -hmm. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about the people who are struggling. You know, innately people want to do good and they want to be good at their jobs. But maybe some people are struggling. Why is that happening? Are they in the wrong role? You know, maybe are they just not a good fit? And we need to talk about that too. So talking about the people and having those detailed conversations. I mean, I think that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then also, you know, things like competitors and strategy and sort of doing that review of are we still in the uh, are we on the right track but also are our goals still you know relevant and mm-hmm. and 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 where we want to be going so so their mission their mission yeah so more meetings does that okay so i've run through this does that yep. make more sense 
It does. So my initial reaction when you said, hey, how about more meetings? Bar. No. But when you, when they're categorized, they are specific in the intent and time, and it makes more sense. Absolutely. How many meetings do you go to where there's not a defined goal even? Yeah. The 99.9% of them. Yeah. It, I mean, it is amazing. Or even those meetings, let's say there is one, let's make a decision. How many times do you have to come back and have that same meeting over and over? Well, the decision is, is to have another meeting to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. So by sort of laying it out in this fashion, we know it's happening, happening daily. We know mm-hmm. what is happening weekly, monthly, quarterly. Yeah. And it, with everybody sort of bought into what those uh, agendas or those the focus of that meeting is, you can keep it so that, mm-hmm. you know, instead of prior to this, the two-hour wandering meetings of, yeah. you know, uh, from very tactical to strategic where nothing yeah. gets actually done. So uh, this they find out the, that this place off executive, so he attended this meeting. He has said, wow, that was amazing in not a good way um so he's coming back and so the team casey and his executives are going to plan for this they're um assigning the topics out like okay instead of just having you know like a meeting where we talk about whatever like we did last time let's have a strategic one of these monthly strategic meetings Mm -hmm. that he's going to attend let's Here's our agenda. Here's what we're going to talk about. Okay, you know, uh, Sally, you're going to cover this. And Bobby, you're going to cover this. And they actually plan for it. Does my favorite employee, Susie Q, have a role? Oh, oh, Susie Q, definitely. <laughs> she's there and she's very engaged in her topic. Um, and so they, they, have, they have prepared ahead of time. They know the meeting yeah. is coming. Here's our topics. We're going to cover these things. So... What do you think happens? So hopefully the PlaySoft? PlaySoft, yep. Executive walks away with a better impression. That would be the goal, right? right? I mean, the whole book I is mean, leading us yeah. to this point. And yes, in fact, not only did was he impressed by, you know, their focus and their attention to detail, they felt... So all these executives who have been meeting for, I don't you know how many years on a weekly basis, trying to trying to find reasons mm-hmm. to skip the meeting, which what we don't do that we don't try no. to skip meetings. Um, you, they felt like they had actually accomplished something, and they mm-hmm. enjoyed their yeah. time, and they felt like when they were done with that meeting, so they had prepared for it, they had a good discussion, they made decisions. They walked out of there feeling really good about what had happened. And Casey was like, wow, that worked. Yeah. Will, you and your TV and your movie yeah. analogies, that worked out for us. We planned for it. The you know appropriate parties did their research, you know, came and presented that. We made decisions together. We showed the right amount of passion and urgency and 
all of that when we were making mm-hmm. this. And he felt really good about it. So, Kim, what do you think happened to Casey? He'd been criticized uh, a little bit for his how the meetings ran. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fast, all these things happen. Fast forward, we have this really effective uh, meeting. What do you think happens? Well, if I'm in Casey's shoes, I feel a little bit more, um, say, uh, comfortable. Yeah. That, okay, I got the feedback and I've done something with it. Hopefully the new guy from Playsoft, mm-hmm. the new boss, mm-hmm. um, sees the change, sees that I've embraced the, the feedback, and hopefully acknowledges it. Yeah. And, I mean... Down the road, that's essentially what happened. That this, uh, not only the executive who attended the meeting, but the CEO of Playsoft reached out to Casey and said, hey, you know what? Great job. I hmm. heard, you know, from this executive sort of how you've, yeah. you know, uh, pulled it together and, and taken that next step and, and, and made it better. So as I had said earlier, you know, in the introduction, you know, if we had a different leader than... Casey, maybe this company would have gone further. Mm-hmm. So without, you know, sort of this injection of Playsoft evaluating them, maybe he would have done nothing differently mm-hmm. and they would have continued on. But, you know, so he got he got the kudos. And, you know, so uh, kind of wrapping this up, you know, the, you know, the story continues a little bit, but the it turns out that this executive he, you know, he comes back that from place off that who had attended the various meetings, he comes back to Casey and Casey is, is sort of now introduced to this guy as, you know, when they have acquisitions, his job is sort of to go in and challenge those leaders. Hmm. So there was a reason they acquired Yip software that, you know, they were, you know, a great addition to sort of this overall portfolio, but they had a lot of value to bring. Yeah. And so really what they're trying to do is bring out more value now, you know, that they own them, now that they've acquired them and sort of help drive them to get even better results Yeah. than, than where they were, even if they have to sort of scare them into it. Um, and the... The Playsoft, so he, the Playsoft uh, executive who had attended the meeting sits down with Casey at the end and is sort of explaining, you know, like, you know, uh, on purpose, I've sort of come in and challenged you and acted like a little bit of this um, antagonist, as you had predicted at the beginning mm. here of, of our conversation. And, and he says, you know, I learned early in my career that and he was in consulting. He's like, as a consultant, I you know I learned early in my career that bad meetings at the executive level usually indicate a huge gap between performance and potential. Mm, that's an interesting statement. It is. So, think about that for a second. Is it just meetings, or I mean, is that just sort of a reflection on? I think it's not only meetings. Um... As related to a company, but just that statement alone, employees in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And 
So, I mean, you know, kind of thinking through the story, what we knew about Casey, what mm-hmm. I said about in mm-hmm. the introduction, you know, he was only going to take the company so far. So an indication before between performance and potential. Yeah. Back to our 21 irrefutable laws and the law of the lid. Do we need to bring in a new leader? Right. To make a change. Like, we, yeah. we want different outcomes, so do we need right. someone else leading this? So. He sort of forced this. You know, Casey's not being replaced, as it turns out. He's going to be yeah. left in his position. Casey is thrilled. Will moves on to bigger and better things. But with without having this sort of being forced into this, yeah. would their potential yeah. be, uh, be as high? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, what, okay, so what do you think? I sort of gave a, a quick rundown of the book. Death by meetings. Yeah, so um, very interesting. You know, the just the initial thought of having more meetings gives you an adverse reaction. Yeah. Right? That's one thing. The other thing that I found interesting is Will coming in from the outside. He's got an outsider's perspective. So he's able to kind of detach from this whole situation and look at it objectively to come up with, a, a very good solution. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. Yeah, and I mean, I am a fan of movies and yeah. and TV. So I I mean, sort of drawing the uh, analogies between, you mm-hmm. know, his sort of evaluation. Of course, I didn't go into all the details that sure. happened in the book. It's I mean it's it is interesting and and you know in many aspects of life, but like in in TV movies, we have different. Uh, links or different focuses in each mm-hmm. of those different types of shows, you know, and, yeah. and different reasons that they draw us in. So having these more meetings, which sounds awful, yeah, actually probably is more productive and less time and energy consuming mm-hmm. um, by having them very focused and, and yeah. defined. Yeah. So Tammy, you think we should state the obvious? Yeah, let's do it. So, um, you know, I, we talked with uh, Croft Edwards, uh, the author of um, Leadership Flow, Perfectly Square. And it was interesting to see, you know, we we do this stating the obvious to make sure that we all leave the conversation with the yeah. same key points. And he had pointed that out in the, in the book. So we sort of have this... Uh, uh, repetitive, you know, we keep coming full circle on a lot of these yeah. various points, but um, we talked about with Croft the effective conversations, and I think that meetings are effective conversations. So, you know, in stating the obvious, you know, Will um, came in, the PlaySoft executive came in and saw that Casey and his executives were not having effective conversations. Mm-hmm. So it's about being thoughtful and practicing those uh, effective conversations, effective meetings um, in order to keep moving forward and not just sort of, you know, sitting and spinning and having the same things every week. Uh, The other thing sort of, again, coming full circle, we talked about uh, in the uh, book report about Mm -hmm. the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership that the, if you need to change an organization, you need to change the leader. Yep, sometimes you do. And in this particular uh, story, 
it starts out that we're thinking that same way, yeah, like that right. this might be what happens, but we actually have a very uh, effective, valuable, profitable organization. It maybe just needs a little kick in the pants. Mm-hmm. So maybe we don't need to change the leader. We just need yeah. to make sure that the leader is, you know, still engaged and and passionate about what they're doing. Um. So thinking, so thinking about all these meetings, you know, we we kind of covered like it sounds horrible to have more meetings, but you know, throw into your toolbox that around just even the meetings themselves, having that objective and. We have all participated in in, yeah. in these yep. various meetings that take on the different forms. Mm-hmm. Every you mm-hmm. know, we don't stay on track, and and so how do we make sure that we're defining those objectives and making sure that our our meetings are are defined so that everyone can be engaged, which might mean, as we learned, more meetings, right, right, uh, and staying on track. Making sure that everyone who is there, that they're taking ownership, that they're being engaged, they're participating, and it's not just having a meeting to have a meeting or repeating those meetings because we're not getting to the point where we're we're making those decisions. Anything else that I missed there, Kim? No, I think the the only other thing I think I would add is um, when you talked about you know, changing that leader, sometimes you need to, um, I think, you know, in, and in this case, they were thinking about changing out the leader, but then we'll come in. Mm-hmm. And so I think the other thing is, is sometimes if you are stuck, it's okay to ask for help or bring in some outside eyes. Yeah. Good point. Absolutely. We, we sometimes, you know, we're so used to status quo. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see. So, by having that other person sort of point out yeah. to us, you know, what they're seeing, yeah. it helps uh, yeah. reinvigorate right. and, right. you know, change yeah. the path we're on. Good. All right. So it sounds like it's a great book. Uh, again, it's the book by uh, Patrick Lencioni, Death by Meetings. So thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to our active military and veterans. Stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.